Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Pili Bianchi is a musician and the executive producer and founder of the Chaser Initiative, dedicated to educating children about the power of play by bringing dogs into the classroom and honoring the legacy of her father, Dr. John W. Pili, and his Border Collie's key method of learning. That dog, Chaser, was often referred to as the smartest dog in the world after learning over a thousand words from their research process. It was confirmation of how much room dogs have to learn, grow, and communicate. Now Pilly is keeping her father's legacy alive through that beautiful program. Pilly, good morning and welcome to Dog Save the People. Thank you so much for joining us today. Where are we speaking to you from? I'm actually in Brooklyn. Oh, you are? Yes, I live in Williamsburg. But I've lived here for 30 years, so I was here when it was dirt cheap. Okay, beautiful. So, Pilly, tell me what it was like growing up. My father was a behavioral psychologist. He was a psychology professor for almost 30 years at Wofford College in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Was a huge fan of all animals, and he brought dogs into the classroom back in the 70s and 80s. We would always go to my dad's lab where he had rats and pigeons in his early career. And I would bring rats to elementary school and have them in my pockets. And my classmates were like, ew, that's so gross. And I'm like, no, they're like puppies. All of our animals. My father wanted us to teach them something. We were exposed to operant conditioning, stimulus control, behavior modification. And we thought these were just regular household words. But at the same time, these animals were our pets. They were our family members. We were more concerned about their welfare and their emotional well-being than we ever were about obedience or forcing them into a situation that they weren't comfortable with. Wondering if you can tell me a little bit about background about your dad and everything that he contributed to the world of animals. He wanted to test the boundaries of the canine mind. The golden dog that really set the stage for Chaser was a dog named Yasha. Mm -hmm. He was the first dog that my dad brought into the classroom. A German Shepherd, Border Collie, sort of we don't know what else mix. It was because he learned behavior so quickly that my father thought that he would be able to shine in the classroom and it'd be much more fun for the students to work with dogs than with rats and pigeons. And after Yasha died, it threw my father way more than he realized. And it took him 10 years to get another dog after Yasha died. And that dog was Chaser. It was really in his late 70s that he had his greatest achievements with Chaser. What was it like having Chaser in your life? He knew that in order to learn a new language, you had to have a vocabulary. So he decided to teach her the names of her toys. And that was the basis of her foundation in learning human language. All of it was done through play. It was fun for Chaser. And what was extraordinary about her learning the names of over a thousand objects was her understanding that words have meaning. And so she was able to learn words independent from nouns and adverbs. And he discovered that the boundaries of her memory system were boundless. This was a lifetime culmination 
of all of his experiences that allowed his success with Chaser and his belief that dogs were smarter than we think and his quest to teach her human language. Your father discovered so much of this work was through the idea that learning is fun and that things moved much more rapidly when engaged in this kind of play. And so many people are working with their dogs is not necessarily through play and it's through rewards and through treats. But I'm really curious about how this all came about. What we've even learned with children is when play is involved, learning becomes very rapid. If you like what you're doing, you're going to be more likely to repeat it. Mm. And part of learning is also repetition. That is a highly under valued innate quality that dogs have is a joy of repetition. They're like kids. Their joy of repetition is exceeded only by our exhaustion of it. And so <laughs> but one beautiful lesson that we can learn from dogs is that repetition is critical for mastery of anything in life, no matter what you're doing. So as dog owners, we give up a little too soon. We're not giving the dog the opportunity to really cement behaviors, ideologies, concepts, words into their memory system and so that they have value. So learning has to have value. Chaser loved play. In order to teach her the names of objects, he decided that he would use play and not treats. What happens with treats is dogs satiate on treats and they can become very distracting. The dog is looking for the treat while they're trying to give you what they think you want. Right. So with play, he discovered she didn't satiate on play. And what he would do, how he started, and this was very simple. When she was two months old, he took a blue ball and it was the only object on the floor. And he would roll the ball to her and he'd say, Chaser, catch ball. He'd toss it in the air. She would catch it. He would hand it to her and say, take ball. She would take it. And then he'd toss the ball around the room and he'd say, get ball. So he's mm. pairing verbs with an object. Yeah. It's the only object on the floor. He used airless learning, setting up a situation where she could not make a mistake. Yeah. And so she didn't have to learn that the word no was aversive. She learned no simply as a cue to stop what you're doing. So what he did was he played with this object with her because dogs love round and bouncy things. Yes. They love to chase them. They bounce all around in the room. They can chase them. And then they also love the give and take when they bring it back to you mm -hmm. and you go to take it and they back up. Yep. It's that engagement and that silliness that he allowed her to have. So it was the give and take with these toys. He would play with one object for three days. And at the end of the three days, he would test her and see if she could find blue in another room. And she had learned the name blue. Wow. Then he went on to another toy. So it was through this play that she learned the names of all her objects because she never got tired of playing. Incredible. And at the end, there was over a thousand toys that she knew the names of. She did. She could remember their names, but we had a hard time. We had oh, to sure. write the names of the toys. Oh, my god! And gosh. what was significant about this, and a lot of dogs have this sort of savant memory 
is that there was no associative learning to it, which is a fancy word of, it didn't really have meaning in her life. Like when you learn to use a fork, you know that the fork is something you use to shovel food into your mouth. Right. All she knew about these toys was that she loved them and she memorized their shape, their color, what they looked like. It wasn't really about scent with Chaser because they all had her scent on them. Right. I've got a Bernese Mountain Dog named Hug. And when Hug came into my life, I started working with a trainer. And part of our initial work together was her basically teaching me how to play with him and doing like hide and seek and working with toys. Yes. I felt kind of foolish. And yet that has served me very well. And you are right in the sense that Hug, like many dogs that I've encountered, he's tireless and he will continue to play. And now I feel, you know, I'm going to, I can't wait to get home and start playing with him again because I realize that I probably don't give him enough and maybe there's, there's no way to give him as much as he would like, but just this idea of engaging with him and playing with him and this idea that you have brought up and that your father brought to light is just this idea of that if we pay attention, we can really figure out what makes our dogs happy. That's the key, I think, to so many aspects of of having a dog and living with the dog and learning from them. It is. My father was so open to learning from Chaser, mm-hmm. understanding the depth and the significance of her cognitive intelligence, but also her emotional intelligence and her desires and how reinforcing her innate instincts and behaviors was incredibly pleasurable and reinforcing for her. So the more that he could let her be who she was, the harder she worked. He knew that in order to really tap into genius, you had to have that bond and that relationship, which was reinforced by Dave Johnson, a a very famous Border Collie breeder, who said, if you give a dog your heart, they will give you their mind. And these are such powerful gifts that dogs give to us social skills, emotions, intelligence, that we're just beginning to understand the significance of. Beautiful. My dad had had a lot of difficulties in getting his research published because the findings were so significant. Mm -hmm. The peer reviews kept saying, you have to tighten up the testing methods using other people to give her the cues work out double-blind testing methods because no other animal in the world had this type of language learning. And that included chimps and the dolphins. Three years it took him to get this paper published. And when it did, the world was jubilant. I didn't really understand the significance of his work with Chaser until she went globally viral. Through this was like the perfect storm of science meets humanity. Tell me a little bit about the Chaser Initiative that you are the executive producer and founder of. My father had passed and my mother then had recently passed and Chaser passed. I lost all three in a year. I'm sorry. It was such a rich life. We were blessed. We were grateful. And through Chaser, we have a platform We wanted it to start with young kids and give them some meaning. And that's what the Chaser Initiative is about. Because the methods that dad used with Chaser were the same methods he used with me and my sister and his students. And 
dogs are our direct connection to nature. They have a paw in both worlds. <laughs> to not utilize them is the conduit for not only our connection to nature, but with other people around the world. We have to start teaching kids from a young age that they have value, that they have choices, that if learning doesn't take place, it's not them. We're looking at a lot of divisive behavior and thoughts, and how can we connect? One way is through dogs. That's what we're hoping to do with the Chaser Initiative. My dad was a magical person. Mm -hmm. It was an honor to work with him the last segment of his life. I worked with him for over 10 years with Chaser, and she just brought him so much joy. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Such a pleasure speaking with you today. And where can we find you online and on social media? Chaser the BC on Instagram. I am Pilly Bianchi on Instagram. You can also see my musical career there. And Chaser the Border Collie on Facebook. I'm also Pilly Bianchi on Facebook. Again, thank you very much, Pilly, for joining us today. Thank you so much. It was fascinating to hear about Pilly's dad and his dog, Chaser, with all the amazing research and strides they made to push forward our understanding of dogs. I love that she's now using the Chaser initiative to pass down to the next generations the message of how important play is to all of our processes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is made by As It Should Be, a production company and content studio. It is made with the support of Scott Benaglio, executive producer, and Jack Summer, our producer and editor. And special thanks to Daniel Lampert, our neighbor and composer, for creating the music for the show. You can follow Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow our show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. To sign up for our monthly email newsletter, you can go to dogsavethepeople.com. On the website, you'll also be able to find merch in our new online gift shop. This includes shirts from the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, where profits go to supporting independent rescues and shelters. If you have any questions or submissions, please drop a note to the email address bark at dogsavethepeople.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog outside and make it a great day for both of you. Thank you.